Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm... Today's passage comes from Psalm 120, 121, and 122. And these three Psalms are uh, so bite sized in comparison to. Looking at Psalm 119, which is probably twice as long in and of itself as these three psalms put together. And so, it's interesting how we just are going through them, not in a way in which they have been uh, split, you know, by Scripture, being, you know, we're not going through it as, at three chapters a day. Is just something that we're doing. I think it's just enough for us to be. It's just a bite. It's just a full a full mouth's worth, so to speak. It's it's not. We're not choking on it, and, and we're not going to leave hungry either. And uh, that's a, that's just sort of my own philosophy in in starting off my day with three or four chapters of scripture a day. It's enough that I feel like I can apply it, and it's not all just going kind of in one ear and out the other. But it's interesting, anyways, when we go through three chapters and we find a theme, you know, it's wild. And so there's a theme today, and I'm going to tell you that that theme is peace. Uh, these chapters deal with peace, uh, shalom, peace, okay? That's that's um, the, the Hebrew word for peace, and it's one of God's names is, is Jehovah Shalom. It's God is my peace. Peace is the opposite of confusion. Peace is the opposite of frustration. Peace is the opposite of division. Peace is what we're all deeply yearning for, but it's spiritual and it can't be it can't be made right. It ha- it has to be a peace isn't a, something you step into. It's something that's inside of you. Jesus had perfect peace in the back of a boat, taking a rest while he was in the middle of a storm. He was the Prince of Peace. Okay, um, we talked not long ago about. King Melchizedek, the priest, he was the king of Salem. The word Salem means peace. Jerusalem is supposed to be the city of peace. You know, you may have heard of uh, Philadelphia is a biblical city. It's also a city in Pennsylvania, but the the word Philadelphia means city of brotherly love. It comes from the Greek. Phileo means brotherly love. It's a city of brotherly love. That's the concept of that city. Jerusalem is supposed to be a place of peace. If you've read your Bible, you know it, it, it rarely was. But it wasn't, it wasn't that it was 
destined to be a city of destruction. God's people were supposed to be there working for peace. That assignment has been extended to us. That we would do two things. One, that we would carry peace. The only way that I can carry peace is by knowing Abba Father, spending time with the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, and letting His peace become my peace. I have to go to the back of the boat where He is and rest my head upon the same pillow. I can't be rowing hard against the wind and the waves and calculating the size of the mountains and the giants. I have to be spending my time with Jesus. There's no way to have peace other than being with the one who gives peace, and that's Jesus. Now, that's my first requirement of peace. The second requirement is that I have to be one who makes peace. I have to be one who is readily able and willing and searching to share peace. So when I walk into situations that are frustrating, I'm looking for peace. Walking into situations that are confusing, I'm looking for peace. I'm wanting to be a peacemaker. Okay? We're living in times where there are few peacemakers. And when the peace is gone, families split, churches split, countries split. We must work for peace is what God has called us to do. Okay, and so Psalm 120, it says, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. So this is a prayer here. And the Lord answered, What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe to me that I sojourn in Mesek that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. So we're to be people that are for peace. The enemy is against peace, and he stirs up people to be for war, for arguing, for fighting, for division, but we are to be for peace One of the Beatitudes Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 5 is he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Meaning that when we are people who are devoted to peace, we become like God. We, We are demonstrating, it says, for they shall be called the sons of God. Not necessarily that they shall be the sons of God. That's through adoption. But I will demonstrate my God-likeness when I search for and work for peace. So they shall be called the sons of God because they are for peace. Even if this world is for war, we shall be for peace. I feel like I need to re-preach this the next time we have an election year. (laughs) because the church is just as bad as anyone else, if maybe not worse, in just being for war. I don't mean war like with guns and ammo, that too, but I mean the war of the tongue. What's the psalmist talking about here? Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. You know, he doesn't even mention a gun or hammer or anything. He's talking about 
these wicked people, they're for stirring up controversy. They're for turning people against people. Right? You know, I can't be against people and be for God. Okay? I, I, I've got to be for people knowing Jesus if I'm going to be for God, which means I've got to be a peacemaker. I don't have to agree with everybody all the time, but I can't let my personal beliefs cause me to be uh, against peace, right? I have to be for peace. I'm working for peace. And in doing that and being a person who works peace, who makes peace, that shows that I belong to God. If, if it could be said that the peacemakers shall be called the sons of God, what, what, what would the ones be called that are always stirring up trouble and division and putting all your Facebook comments, <laughs> all the trolling, right? There's no good trolling, by the way. You know, you can get off of your Facebook and stop thinking that you're commenting on everybody's stuff in the name of Jesus because you're, you're not, because he's a peacemaker. Okay, and evangelism doesn't happen by ruffling people's feathers. Get off of their abortion post. Stop putting those scriptures. <laughs> I'm being serious. Stop doing that. Stop commenting. Stop saying negative things about your rulers, your leaders, your president. Stop. We're supposed to be for peace. We're supposed to be for our country. It doesn't matter who's leading it. They're temporary. What do they get? Four years? Maybe eight? Okay, how about we pray for the country, because when they're gone, the country will still be here, hopefully, right? Pray for the country. Pray for them. Okay, we're for peace. I know this is a tough word, because it's easier to be for war. It's easier to be against people. But I'm supposed to be a peacemaker. i got to get peace first, though. I can't just grip my teeth and have peace. i got to get peace from God first, and then i got to share it with others. You know, it's not, it's not incredibly satisfying to be a peacemaker, just so you know. You know, when you have people that come to you, they want you to partner with them in their anger and their division. People come to me all the time in an uproar. It's ridiculous what they're doing. I can't stand it. It's sickening is what it is. I'm going to, oh, you know. And, it, and, and the word says that, that I'm supposed to actually give a, a gentle answer. Right? And, and, and I'm supposed to give an answer of peace. Isn't that what the Father gives us? Think about that. You come to the Father with your request. You come to Him with your burdens. You come to Him. And what happens? What does He provide? Peace. Right? I've always felt like when I go into prayer, it, to me, it, and I don't know if this, it, this maybe isn't the best explanation of it, but, you know, if you've ever seen a video or a demonstration of what a chamber, like a gas chamber, looked like, like maybe a one back during the Holocaust, or maybe just the idea of someone being executed by it, I, I warned you that this wasn't a great example, but it's just it's just imagery that I've never been able to escape from my mind. You know, the gas is released, and you can literally see it, and as everyone starts to breathe it in, they're they're affected by it, right? I've just felt like for years that when I go into the secret place with the Lord, that peace is released like a gas. And, and we just breathe it in. And our worries go away. And the storm doesn't matter. You know, and everything just changed. We're, we're intoxicated by it. We're, we're, our mind is altered by the peace of God. And then we're supposed to take that out 
And then now, all day long, when people are going, the giant's 10 foot tall. <laughs> we go, everything's going to be okay. Hey, hey, God is nowhere, that, that, that giant is nowhere near as big as God is. You know, it, you know, you don't understand. They're they're gonna cut me down. They 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 laid off five people at work today. I'm next. You're not next. You're 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 the head, not the tail. You're gonna lend to many nations, and you're not gonna borrow. God's got a plan for you. If they let you go, God's got another plan for you. You know, but it, but it's easier to go. I can't believe those sorry so and sos. That's what's wrong with the world today. They don't respect anyone. They don't realize that people got to take home a good wage to their family. Goodness gracious, have you seen the price of milk? I can't even hardly afford to eat, let alone drive. The way they're charging gas, you know. Goodness gracious, Washington ought to come down here and pay my gas. And you know, oh my goodness, you know, it's so easy just to jump on that. Where's the peace in that? That's not being a peacemaker. But it's easy to just, you know, and people will come to you and they'll bring you their big pots of, of stewing crap. <laughs> and they, they want you to stir it. <laughs> they go, they go, oh, look at how much everything just sucks. Would you just look at it? Look at it. You know, my son plays football and the coach won't start him. This just sucks. I hate this. You know, and, and they want you to just go, yeah, this is, this is awful. But the commandment is, I have to make peace. It's not by being insensitive. I empathize. Man, I, I hate that's happening. Billy's a pretty good football player, you know. He, he, you know, he'll get his chance. Just hang in there. He'll get his chance. That's peace. Every time someone talks to you, they should, they should leave with a calm assurance. Everything's going to be okay. Because I don't think I ever leave God's presence without that calm assurance that everything's going to be okay. You may think you're doing people a favor to stir their pots of crap, but you're not. Let it. You're supposed to be still. Stillness. Gently place your hand upon their hand that is stirring the pot <laughs> and remind them that it's going to be okay. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. That's why I have peace because the God that is for me never even takes a nap. Okay? That's why Jesus could sleep because he knew the Father was still awake. You can rest, church. Go lay your head down on a pillow and take a rest. Have a siesta today. God's not going to. You could take your hand off of it. His hand won't move. Right? You don't have to be out there rowing hard against the storm. God's still working. God's still the Lord over the storm. He won't let your foot be moved. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun's not going to strike you by day, the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth forevermore. Praise the Lord. That's why I have the assurance of peace. Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He said, I was glad. David said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us go to Jerusalem. Let us go to the place of peace. I was glad when they said that. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together to which the tribes go up, 
the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Their thrones for judgment were set. Their thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. May they be secure. Peace is security. When I have peace, you know, we pray that peace that passes understanding. When I possess that peace, it's security. It's it's like, think about it just through your finances. What if I said to you right now, I'm going to put into your savings account. $50,000. It's a savings account. It's not to play with. But if you need it, it's there. It's an emergency fund. Okay? Now, if any bill comes up and you can't afford it, there's your money. Something happens, you got it. $50,000. The idea of that gives you peace, right? Because it's like a safety net. You know? It's a safety net. It gives you peace. And, and, and so it says pray for peace. It says pray for peace of Jerusalem. Okay. May they be secure who love you. Now, a couple of things about that. I don't have a lot of time today, but I think it's a, I think it's a good prayer to pray for Jerusalem. Geographically, the actual place. Absolutely. It's supposed to be a city of peace. Let's pray that it becomes that again. It hasn't been. It's been a city of war. Let's pray for that. Let's pray for the salvation. It's not a Christian. It's not even a Christian place anymore. Israel's not even a Christian country. It's predominantly a Muslim country. The enemy's gotten there with seductive spirits, and he's turned the hearts of the chosen race to turn towards false gods. So let's pray for them. Absolutely. But the Bible also says that now. We who believe in Jesus, we become, the word says, true Jews. True Jews. And that I am now the temple of the Holy Spirit. What am I saying? Pray for Jerusalem, but pray for the church. Pray for the peace of your church. Pray for the people in your church. Pray for the leaders in your church that they would have peace. They would have security. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and and companions' sake, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. I will be a person who prays for the peace of my people. And I will become a peacemaker. So that I will be called a son or a daughter of God. And I will say to others, peace be within you. When people bring me their their pots that they want me to stir, I will speak peace. When people are angry or they are confused, I will be a voice of reason. Let it be that I would be a person who comes into the chamber the secret place and receives the peace of Abba Father and then what I have breathed in I would take out and that my message to all would be peace be with you.